we rocked on. We rocked about. We rocked in. We rocked out. To the tunes on 8-track in Paul's Mercury car. Fast as it was down the streets of Providence and North Providence. Mineral Spring Avenue comes to mind. We stopped for lunch at 11 o'clock, a bit early, but still appropriate, because Paul was hypoglycemic and had the shakes and was nervous. He needed to get nutrients nutrients in his body immediately I just a passenger would comply I had no choice but I was hungry too I hadn't had breakfast as was my habit so we pulled into the nearby Burger King on Mineral Spring Avenue in North Providence across from the car dealership that is no longer standing that is now a CVS or a Walgreens or a Walmart or one of those. We pulled in to the drive-thru and ordered our classic chicken sandwiches. No fries, just the sandwiches and a Coca-Cola for each of us. We paid the money, pulled to the other side of the lot, and satisfied ourselves. So here's what the deal was. We wanted to make another trip to New York, aside from our field trip that I've told you about on other podcasts of Talk Me Some Art and other stories. And we decided we'd leave two weekends from that point. And... Paul's girlfriend, Cheryl, would come along. The trip would be worthwhile because it would be for our painting teacher, Jay Wright, who is a great acrylic paint artist, painting large canvases of gurneys, surgical areas, hospital lobbies, with dark muted tones, thinly, thinly veiled, with a sense of mystery behind them, a sense of awe and wonderment. We had to see his art hanging in the gallery in Southampton. So we would plan on our ferry trip, and we took the ferry across Block Island Sound into Long Island Sound, landing at Orient Point. You see, from there, it's pretty busy, and our car came off the ferry, Paul's Mercury Montego, gold, with a great sound system that I mentioned playing the rock earlier. We'd rock on through the hedgerows, meadows, farmlands of those communities on Long Island Sound, on Long Island. We trudged through, making our way into the city. 
Once there, we would find a parking garage and park the car. We would then head to the hotel where I proceeded to have a nosebleed, derailing our trip entirely. Well, not really, but almost entirely. Paul cooperated. Cheryl was impatient to get out on the streets, and she didn't mince words about it. I felt unwanted. I lied down on the couch in our lobby, in our hotel room, rather. Catatonic, almost, from the nosebleed, from the shredding tears of blood coming down from my nostrils. I would get up, nosebleed. I would lie down, nosebleed. I would turn around and toss, nosebleed. I don't want to wreck your vacation, I said. And this is a great vacation. You see, just hours earlier, we had seen Jay Wright's work in the Southampton gallery, and everything was wonderful, just as planned. We would later meet up in Manhattan with Jay Wright and his family, and he would have us for dinner in his smallish apartment in, in the Spanish Harlem section of the city. We took the subway. My nose was cooperating. Stay tuned for progress on the nose, though. Things change pretty quickly. Wonderful dinner, wonderful family, two lovely daughters, young, eight and nine. The repast was great. Jay said, Let's go visit the city. Let me show you around. We'll have a great time. And we did by taking the subway to downtown. We couldn't see the city from up above us. We could only see dour faces on the busy subway train ride downtown. The sordid characters out of a Dickens novel. We surfaced, walked about, and walked, and walked, not going really to any particular place except for a few gallery windows. It was late at night, about 11. Jay half-heartedly invited us to stay over, knowing that his place really couldn't accommodate us, but he was happy to see us. This was our teacher, our art teacher from Rhode Island College, a great artist and a great professor a great proponent of acrylic art. And we decided to go back to our hotel room. That's when my nose acted up again. The blood started out slow, but like a bad crime novel, it began to almost gush out of my pores in the midsection of my face. Paul almost cried with disdain at the situation 
Cheryl couldn't believe it. I remember it clearly. As we took the elevator up to our hotel room and settled into our small little lobby that we had reserved gleefully, the nose bleed stopped. I was able to relax with total, total comfort and joy. Will the next day be the same? Will there be more of the same? We still had one more night to go. We were looking forward to it, but I was a little nervous, a little trepidatious. And so the following morning, we set out to the flea markets of downtown. Could have been the most fun I had all vacation. All of our two days and two days and two nights. We saw some more galleries, went back to the hotel room to get ready to go out for our night escapades, consisting of Dangerfield Comedy Club. We made a beeline for Dangerfields as we left, knowing that we were going to have some comic relief. My nose halfway cooperated. Cheryl's still a little impatient with me, not sure what's going to go on. We entered the club and had our table. Drinks at about $30 each were served to us. By the time we would leave that night, I would barely have enough to pay for the entire night's drinks. What great comedy acts we saw. The funniest funny people this side of Funnyland. Just great, uproarious, audience-encouraging laughter. I paid the $130 bill because we had to limit our drinks. Gratuity included. They thought we were pretty cheap. I think it was about a $6 tip, but I'm not sure. Certain details... I don't remember. Certain details I vividly remember. Nosebleed, check. Subway ride, check. Incredible gallery experience, check. We returned home knowing that we had school the next morning. Would we cut class? Yes. Paul and I took off in his Montego to Rhode Island College campus in in Providence and in a lot by an old house original to the founder of the college. A friend joined us and we began to smoke pot. Yes, marijuana, and lots of it. We would cut classes that day. We would not accrue points. We would eventually get incompletes for the classes we missed. I would have to make up 
to bring my paltry grade point average or GPA up to a respectable amount by the time I left the school six years later with a master's or bachelor's degree in graphic art or graphic design. We stayed in the lot and smoked and smoked. We got catatonic. We couldn't find our way. We wouldn't be able to go to any drawing class, any sculpture class, painting, art history, lithography or photography class. It seemed like we wouldn't be able to do it for days on end. But the next day we hunkered down, grabbed our folders and went to each and every class that we were assigned to go to, including those that were required for a master's degree or bachelor's degree in my case that weren't art related like anthropology and astrology. We'd smoke again later on knowing that we at least went to classes that day. So I would take the bus on subsequent days. My loving dad would drop me off and pick me up on other days. But many of the days, possibly most of the days from what I recall, would be with my friend Paul. He would get hungry again and we'd go to Burger King. <laughs>